Welcome to Park Ave Baptist Church Podcast. A weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. I'm Himra Chanel, pastor of community engagement and stewardship. And I'm Darcy Jarrett, pastor of worship, advocacy, and arts. Park Ave is a bold, inclusive, and creative community where everyone is welcome. We uplift voices and identities that are marginalized elsewhere. We affirm all ethnicities, racial identities, ages, socioeconomic groups, gender identities, and sexual orientations. Because we hold to a theology that refuses to other anyone. At Park Ave, our leadership model is non-hierarchical. And we practice an open pulpit where you will hear a multiplicity of theologically trained voices from different backgrounds and social locations. We don't just preach and talk about deconstructing systems and structures of power. We We practice practice it. Through this podcast, we hope you will be inspired, encouraged, and challenged. Listen Listen with with us now. Park Avenue Baptist Church, in response to COVID-19, has suspended in-person worship, but that can't stop us. What you'll hear on this podcast is a recording of our online worship, which happens each Sunday at 10 a.m. Join us through our Facebook, at Park Ave Baptist, or our Instagram, at Park Ave Baptist. We hope that you stay safe in these difficult times. <laughs> now hear the scripture from the book of Psalms, Psalm 107. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Those he redeemed from trouble, those he gathered from the lands, from east and west, from north and south. Some wandered in desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind, for he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Some sat in darkness and utter darkness, prisoners suffering an iron change because they rebelled against God's commands and despised the plans of the Most High. So so he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled and there was no one to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness, the utter darkness and broke away their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind for he breaks down gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron. Some became fools through their rebellious ways and suffered affliction because of their iniquities. They loathed all food and drew near the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord in their their trouble and he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them sacrifice thank offerings and tell of his works with songs of joy. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Friends, if you will pray with me as we uh, enter into our time of focusing on the word. Let's pray together. God of grace, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. You who are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. It is in the beautiful, gracious name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. 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 All right. 
There we go. All right. So my question for you to start this morning is, do you have a favorite book of the Bible? Uh, I reckon most of us have books that we gravitate towards and others that we avoid, like the plague. Um, there are some books of the Bible, some parts of scripture that we come back to over and over again when we need to be reminded of who we are. So I personally love the Psalms. Um, and for someone who loves to preach, you'd think I might open the Bible more often than I do. Um, but I usually turn to the Psalms if I turn anywhere. The Psalms are my favorite for a lot of reasons. But one of the things that I really love about these prayers, these songs, is that they give us permission. Permission to be messy, permission to wish ugly things on our enemies, freedom to swing wildly from one emotion to the next, permission to accuse God and then praise God all in the same breath. The Psalms remind us what it means to be human. And they help us ask the question, who are these ones that have been gathered and redeemed by God? And I don't know about you, but I need reminding often. It is all too easy to begin defining ourselves in a million other ways, right? One of these temptations is to define ourselves by what we lack. It is so easy to wrap ourselves around the absences in our lives. When we lose a job, a loved one, our health, when we wanna be in a relationship and we just can't find the right person, whatever it is, when we don't have it, that negative space consumes us. And we begin to believe that we are what we don't have. Now, even more insidious than this is when there are those times when we use religious rhetoric to justify this lack. We make it sound real holy, we call it sacrifice. Christians are pretty famous for the things that they supposedly don't do, right? Um, there's that meme going around right now, maybe you've seen it, that says like Christians invented cancel culture. In the 90s, if you did something to offend Christendom, they would smush your CDs, they would boycott your book, there would be no Hogwarts for you. Christians often have been known by what they give up in order to prove their devotion to God. So many of you know, I did not grow up a Christian. So when I entered into this, this whole faith thing, I gave up lots of things, some good, some not so good. So for instance, I used to be a prolific litter bug. I feel very you know, ashamed of it now, but when I became a Christian, I became a diligent disposer of waste. I have not littered in well on to 15 years. When I became a Christian, I left that behind. If any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. Littering passes away and behold, recycling becomes new. Hallelujah. Um, early after my conversion, I heard my favorite gospel singer say that saints don't cuss. So I stopped cussing for many years. These were pretty benign, pretty innocuous, maybe even good things 
that I was able to give up as I became a Christian. However, in the process of entering faith, I was told that I needed to sacrifice my desire for love and intimacy in order to be close to God. Does that sound familiar to anybody here? I spent the better part of a decade convinced that this sacrifice, this giving up of my sexuality was my cross to bear. It was the suffering that would keep me close to Jesus. And I am so grateful that I get to say today that we do not have to remain in spaces of oppression in order to experience the divine. And our suffering is not the price we pay for God's presence. Anywhere where that lives in our consciousness and our imagination, we need to reimagine sacrifice. We are more than what we don't have. So I wanna take just a moment here, a moment of reflection, and I wanna invite us to just think for a moment where have you been tempted to identify with what you don't have? Whether because uh, of circumstances or because uh, the church or another institution compelled you to give something up, just take a moment and think, where have I been tempted to identify with what I don't have? So we turn to the Psalms to be reminded of who we are. We are not what we lack. Psalm 107 opens with the lines, give thanks to the Lord for God is good. God's steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Those whom God has redeemed from trouble. We human beings have a remarkable talent for getting into trouble. Sometimes it's our fault. Sometimes it's somebody else's fault. If you can believe the scripture, sometimes it's even God's fault. Uh, maybe the worst is when you can't figure out whose fault it is. Like, how did I get into this trouble? How did I find myself in this mess? And that's when good Christians start to blame the devil. But for whatever reason, we get in over our head and we start to sink. In a global pandemic, we are no stranger to trouble. But like the old saints used to say, trouble don't last always. And this psalm follows a pattern. It is a helpful reminder to us when we feel stuck, when we feel mired, when we feel like the world around us or what's going on within us just doesn't match what we want it to look like. In this psalm, people get into trouble and then they cry out to God and God delivers them from their distress. And honestly, maybe all faith is, is just the journey of getting into and out of trouble over and over again and crying out to God in the process. The psalmist says, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their stories. So I have kept a journal on and off for many years where I write down my stories. And it could be remarkable to look back and see things that otherwise I would have never remembered and see the evolution in my own story, my own walk with God, there are pages and pages of me crying out to God in my journals. 
begging God not to leave me because of how broken and sinful I am. It is uncomfortable to read back over these words and remember just how deeply my relationship with God was anchored in my suffering and my sacrifice. And yet, my journals also bear witness to the times when God delivered me out of my distress. When I met queer Christians who taught me in a fresh way what faithfulness looked like. When I found a congregation that welcomed me and embraced my gifts without demanding of me a soul-shrinking sacrifice. We cried out to the Lord and God delivered us from our distress. I said at the beginning that the Psalms remind us of what it means to be human and we are more than what we give up. We are redeemed and gathered into a community that keeps us faithful to our stories, to the fact that the trouble is not the end of the story, amen? But it is the deliverance, it is the being brought out into a broad space, into a healing space. That's the story. So I wanna give us just another moment to reflect. What relationships and communities keep you connected to your own story? Take a moment to be grateful for those. As I was preparing for this sermon, I was leafing through an old journal just to, just to see, you know, just to see who was, who was me five, six years ago. And I stumbled upon a really lovely moment that I had completely forgotten. Um, I was just kind of at the beginning of trying to reimagine a life with God that wasn't rooted in sacrificing my sexuality. And I was leading this small group that would meet weekly and at the end of one of our meetings, a friend came over to me and just quietly handed me a sticky note. And she had written on it a quote from Henry Nouwen. Um, some of you may be familiar with his work. He was a Dutch priest and theologian who was a queer person and spent much of his life wrestling with his desire for intimacy. And the note that she wrote me said, we are not what we can conquer, but what is given to us. And when I read that, I mean, just, it could have knocked me over with a feather. Christianity is not about what we give up for God, but about what God gives to us. Sacrifice finds its holy inverse, its opposite in that beautiful little word, grace. In this Psalm, God hears the cry of the homeless, the hungry and the thirsty, and God brings them to a place to live. God satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. God breaks the chains of those who are in prison, where you are stuck, where we are stuck, where nationally, where globally, things don't look the way they should. God brings healing to those who have run their own lives into the ground. And nobody has to earn it by suffering, by sacrifice, by giving away parts of yourself, by chipping yourself up and saying, God, look how much I'm suffering for you. Will you please come close? You simply cry out to the one who is closer than your next breath. And that salvation is free. 
It's grace, the free gift of God. We don't have to sacrifice to earn it. We are what is given to us. And what is given to us is the never ending river of God's free love, the grace of God. And so the psalmist helps us to reimagine sacrifice. Verse 22 says, let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and tell of God's deeds in songs of joy. The only sacrifice required of us is gratefulness. Everything else is grace. What God wants from us is not for us to suffer on God's behalf. God just wants closeness, thanksgiving, songs of joy. And so in preparing this, you know, I think I didn't grow up Baptist, but I feel like it's a good Baptist moment every so often to have a hymn included. So I sing this song of joy over you, over me, over all of us who have been tempted to identify with what we don't have, with what we lack, with what we've been forced to give up. Instead, we can sing. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. Tis grace that brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. Here is sacrifice reimagined. Here's what it means to be truly human, one of the gathered and the redeemed. Give thanks to the Lord for God is good. Their steadfast love endures forever. And let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Park Avenue Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to worship with us in person, our services are on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m.-ish. We are at 486 Park Ave in Southeast Atlanta, across the street from Grant Park, at the corner of Park Ave and Sydney Street. To find out more about us or get in touch, visit our website at parkavebaptist.com. Now go into a world that is too often unjust. Knowing that the God that created you loves you. And empowers you to love boldly, live inclusively. And serve creatively. Creatively.